Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Soul's Solution, written by Ak-1308. Edurka Fallon, Prime Alpha of the Galactic League, slumped in his chair as only an invertebrate could. Reaching his grasping tentacle into the reaction space above his desk, he retrieved the latest statistics about the ongoing conflict between the Drenak and the Polona. The chromatophores in his skin flushed a dull purple of disgust, bleeding into the dark red of despair at the thought. It was barely a conflict, more like a slow-motion extinction event. The Drenak had claimed a mineral-rich system on the boundaries of Polona space, despite the existence of a set of marker buoys detailing the prior claim of the conclave of Polona miners. The single buoy to survive due to a semi-AI on board wisely shutting down its broadcast had recorded what happened next. In short, a massacre. After half the miners were slaughtered out of hand, the other half tried to flee, and were hunted through the system, and Danak taunting the laughing at them over the comms. Nobody in Polona space knew about it at all, until a supply ship jumped into the system and had the recording of the entire fair emergency downloaded into its databanks, along with the personality matrix of a terrified semi-AI. That drew the attention of the Drenak picket ships, and both the now-empty buoy and the supply ship had been targeted. The former had been destroyed, while the latter managed to achieve jump despite heavy damage. When the supply ship made it back to Polona homeworld, there was a general outrage. The Polona military mobilized and jumped into the disputed system to find the Drenak ships and marker buoys waiting for them. With typical Drenak arrogance, the claim jumpers denied all knowledge of what had happened, right up until Polona officers stated that all Drenak in the system were under arrest and would be conveyed back to Polona for trial. At that point, one of the Drenak ships fired on the lead Polona ship, inflicting serious damage. Injured, but still on his feet, the senior Polona officer ordered the attack. The subsequent battle raged across the system nearly for a full day. The Drenak ships hit hard despite their smaller size, but they couldn't outrun the Polona military detachment and were seriously outnumbered by weighted ships against them. Three of the twelve Polona ships were destroyed, with four more badly damaged. The five Drenak ships were all disabled or destroyed. Half of the Drenak were captured alive and subsequently conveyed back to Polona homeworld for charging and trial. That as the saying went, was when the bio-waste storage suffered a critical containment failure. When Polona sent the neutrally worded communique to the Drenak High Command regarding the capture and upcoming public trial of a group of pirates and murderers, they did not expect the response they got, specifically frothing rage. 
Within minutes, the Commander Plus Ultra of the Drenark was burning up Jumpspace comms, demanding in the most lurid language that all of the so-called pirates and alleged murderers be returned immediately to Drenark space, along with an official apology, and that the disputed system be turned over to Drenark control as well, by the way of compensation. Compensation for what? He'd never bothered to make clear. Edurka supposed that the compensation for being required to speak to someone who wasn't already in pandering, boot-licking sycophant. Needless to say, the three prime select who co-administrated Bologna Space denied the request, treating it as yet another example of Janak overbearing behavior. They sent back a polite message stating that a trial would go through, as would any sentence and the court arrived at, though the commander plus ultra was welcome to send along an envoy to observe that the verdict was arrived at fairly and without fear or favor. Durka's chromatose falls raged back into an indigo and then maroon, regret, then resignation. He wondered if the Prime Select who had drafted the message had done so with the knowledge that the leader of Claim Jumpers and one of the Janak who was going on trial was the son of the Commander Plus Ultra, or even if said knowledge would have altered the course of events to follow. He suspected not. When the Janak declared war, it came as a surprise to everyone but the Janak themselves, not even bothering with formal declaration. A battle fleet hammered out of jump space and obliterated the Polona forensics people, gathering evidence in the system where it all started. Then they jumped again to the nearest inhabited world inside Polona space. The Polona had no chance to defend themselves. Local law enforcement tried their best, but were blasted from existence before they had a chance to fire a second salvo. And then the Dunark went to work on the planet. Cities were smashed from orbit, and they waited until civilians flooded roads and countrysides and hit them with the thermobaric weapons. Day after day it went on, ships' crews competing with one another with their excessive and sadistic savagery. Since then, it had all begun a death spiral into a singularity. Bologna ships sent to the world that had been attacked found themselves smoking death-strewn ruins, the ships having moved on. When they pursued, they ran into ambush, numbering three times the original size of the attack group. Caught on the back foot, the Prime Select had called on Drenak to cease the slaughter at once, stating that the prisoners would be released if Drenak would just send the ship to repatriate them. A heavy battleship jumped into Bologna's homeworld local space, and the prisoners were ferried up in shuttles. As soon as the last of them were on board, the Janak ship strafed the city and jumped out of system. The attacks continued, the Janak ships rolling over the top of any defense that the Polona tried to mount against them. They were too strong, too resistant to damage, and too numerous. The Prime Select had appealed to the Galactic League, begging them to do something about the Janak. Durka himself had drafted a resolution stating that Danark was in violation of virtually every treaty of mutual peace in the sector of the galaxy and ordering them to stand down. The Commander Plus Ultra had calmed him just so that Danark could laugh at his face. And there it was. The League had two dozen members, of which even half, if organized properly, could field a combined fighting force capable of pushing Danark back. But they were either scared or didn't care enough to do anything about it. Adurka suspected that some intended to snap up some of the discarded Polona worlds once nobody was looking. Tactically, 
He could order them to assist the League yet to end this war, but giving an order that he knew would never be obeyed was a recipe for disaster. It would ensure that nobody ever had respect for the good of the League did ever again. His door chimed. He stirred, the chromatophores shifting to an orange of irritation. I gave orders that I was not to be disturbed, he said at a conversational tone. Apologies, Prime Alpha Fulon, but the envoy has arrived to speak to you about the situation. The delicate tones of his outer office supervisor was delightful to the ear, but the news was less so. Who is he from? he asked. Unless it's not Commander Plus Ultra here to arrange a ceasefire. They are from the Soul Group, she replied. Do you want me to send them away? A flush of yellow shot through his skin, showing his curiosity, then faded to black maroon. Send them in, he continued, flattening the hollow screens. He prepared to receive visitors. The door, Iris's, opened, and three sapients entered. He'd been briefed on soul natives by his predecessor, but he'd never met one before. They were an odd bunch, three different species, unless he missed his guess. All bipedal and bore a vague born on the same planet air, but that was where the similarity ended. Which was interesting. He'd never heard of three different native sapien species arising from the same world before now. Each one wore a clean, neat, and well-presented coverall in the same pattern. While less purely formal than the official visit could entail, they were certainly not badly presented. Soul natives lived on the fourth planet of their system. As he recalled, Mars or Mart or something like that. They spread out from there, of course, colonizing nearby systems and modifying worlds there for their use. But they always referred back to their home star, which was interesting, given that most species remembered their home planet more fondly. The thing to remember about soul natives was that they never picked fights, despite middle one being almost as large as a Drenok, and the one and the right definitely larger. They had a reputation of being peaceful, always willing to resort to diplomacy. And they were good at it. Most star nations had soul diplomats on hand for the really tough cases, except apparently the Drenok. He wasn't sure if the Sol natives had chosen not to offer their services to the warlike people, or if the Drenok had just refused them. He was reasonably sure that the Polona had asked the Sol natives to try and speak with the Drenok over the latest debacle, but the eternal truism was that it was only possible to have a conversation if both people were listening. The Drenok had proven over and over that they were embarking on a war of conquest and acquisition, and they weren't going to be swayed by mere words. Which led to the question, what were the Sol diplomats doing here? Now, who, in fact, was the envoy from? Welcome, he said, rising to his standing tentacles. What may I do for you today? It is about the Drenok situation, said the sapient on the left, almost two meters tall. It had digi-grade legs, four-fingered hands, and a dusting of fur on them, black pads on the fingertips and palms, and black stubby nails. The fur, tawny with the front, black, and back, continued onto its head with a prominent muzzle, and two mobile ears picked forward. Its voice was on a gravelly side, but perfectly understandable. He saw sharp white teeth flash, and as he talked, it needs to end. People out our way are starting to get nervous. I absolutely agree, Adurka said, abandoning all diplomatic niceties. How do you propose on doing it? 
I promise you, they aren't listening to diplomatic overtures. The only reason I haven't sent one to your people into their space is because I refuse to send anyone to their death. They'll listen to our diplomacy. The sapient on the right had a deep rumbling voice that shook the floor under a Durka's standing tentacles. Its legs were much shorter than those of the other two sapiens, and its arms longer. Both arms and torso were huge, and its hands and face had a black leathery texture. Short black fur covered the backs of its five-fingered hands and the top of its back and of its head. We've just got to phrase it the right way so they'll understand. A Durka flashed a yellow-green, unsure what the sapient meant. I assure you, there is no problem with comprehension. They fully understood what we meant when we issued a directive to cease and desist. Their Commander Plus Ultra messaged me personally to assure me of that. The dull purple of disgust colored his skin once more as he recalled some of the more insulting phrases. The one in the middle spoke up. That being the case, will you give us the clearance of the Galactic League to solve this problem our way? Because it does need solving. More Polona are dying every day, and it looks like they've got you guys over a barrel. The idiom puzzled their Durka for a moment, but he worked it out from context. The revelation was unpleasant. Still, he was no stranger to unpleasant facts. Yes, I suppose they do. Very well, do what you will. The Galactic League will not stand in your way. If you can save us from the Drenark threat, then I will personally award you with whatever honors you desire. Pausing, the sapiens looked at Durka up and down. Its features and build were not unlike the one on the right, though the skin was pinkish brown rather than leathery black. The nose and ears were larger, and there was less fur overall. Also, it was longer in the leg, shorter in the arm, and altogether less bulky all round. By the time we're finished, you may change your mind about that. But don't worry, we won't hold you to it. Turning, the sapiens left his office, the door irises shutting behind them. Her durka flushed yellow, then a full green of puzzlement. Soul natives were known for their diplomatic expertise, not for their war-fighting ability. So why had that sounded more like a declaration of war than one of intent to actually perform some miracle of diplomacy? He found out three days later. The Janark was still overrunning the Polona with no end in sight. The Polona was sending more and more desperate messages to every star nation that could possibly help, and a few that probably couldn't, and nothing had changed. A notation that he had looked over three-dimensional star charts popped up over one of the devastated Polona worlds. Sol ships spotted in orbit. He tapped the notation, seeing that it had come from the Galactic League ship sent to assess the damage and casualties. Ships with the sole markings were descending into the atmosphere and landed on the surface. A yellow-green flushed through his skin as he tried to figure out what they were there for. To loot, that didn't make sense. More and more notations popped up as he pondered, and he saw the same things happening again and again. The League ships picked up signals were being sent out from Sol vessels, phrased and accented but understandable Polonian. We are here to help. We have food and medicine. Wonderingly, he followed the trail of notifications until he reached the latest one, Drunak ships attacking Drendra 4. Was that the plan? He had to think about that, waiting until the attackers were gone, then providing aid and assistance to the surviving victims. It was a sensible stance, especially to a non-warlike culture. 
he wondered if the previous impression had been mistaken. And then, the jump space car message pinged on his console. He answered it reflexively before wondering how someone had gotten his personal code. The driver's signal unfolded to show the bridge of a starship, a big one, if he was not much mistaken with the background imagery. But he was more interested in the sapient who was standing in the foreground. It was one of the bipeds who had formed the Sol System envoy, the one in the middle. The biped was wearing its ship suit, which now bore a rank insignia. In the background, a Durka could see sapiens of all three species attending the workstations. I apologize for the slight deception from before, Prime Alpha Philon, the sapient said, its tone not at all apologetic. Admiral Kenta Samuta, at your service, we are in the Dendra system, and I thought that I would give you an advance notice that we're about to engage in the Janok forces here. The deep blue of surprise suffused Adurka's skin. Engage? You mean attack? The idea of soul natives attacking anyone was ludicrous. One may as well imagine a meal fish piloting a grav scooter up one of the methane falls that decorated the outer planet of Adurka's hope system. It made no rational sense whatsoever. That's what engage generally means. The admiral's eyes flicked off to one side and then back again. Thirty seconds until I cut the call, sir. A Durka fought for something to say. Are you going to ask them to surrender? Perhaps the Sol Sapiens had brought along a huge ships to cow the Janak into backing off. The Admiral's expression hardened into something akin to Plaskrete. They lost their chance when they murdered civilians. Samuta out. One of his made a motion, and a call dropped out. Slumping back at his seat, a Durka tried to marshal his darting thoughts, as though corralling a school of unruly fish. Soul natives attacking Drenark ships, the hardiest thing and most dangerous vessels in known space, in defense of the Polonians, who barely had any ties with them. Had he inadvertently ingested a hallucinogen this morning with all his daily ration of meal fish? Almost without a deliberate input, he signaled the League ship closest to the Dondra system. Report to Dendra 4, he sent the fast come. Need results of battle soonest. Whichever way it went, he wanted to know. Sooner, rather than later. Time passed, and he tried to attend his other duties. Each one of them slipped from his attention, leaving him floundering, trying to figure out which way to go. No matter what he did, he kept a part of his attention at the fast calm readout. Eventually, it beeped and he pounced on it as if it were particularly tasty mealfish. His grasping tentacle activated the interface, and the message spooled out. Battle over, Polonian ships many casualties, the Drenak ships total casualties, Sol ships few casualties. He stared at the unadorned wording. How could that be? How could any of it be? Did they just, uh... Beat the Drenax, he asked the empty office. As if to answer his words, the jump space comp pinged. As in a waking dream, he activated it. Again, the three-dimensional image showed the Admiral. His ship looked as pristine as ever, but the view from the port wasn't that of a ship in orbit. That was deep space, if he'd ever seen it. Hello, Admiral, he said cautiously. I understand congratulations are in order. Samata nodded casually. It wasn't really a thing, he said. They never saw us coming. That's that fleet dealt with, but we've got a job of work to do now. If we pull back, they'll just go back to what they were doing. Um, a job of work? Adurka wasn't sure he understood the idiom. 
Yes, Samota's expression hardened again. We're splitting the feet into three. One for Drenak Prime, one for Fostek, and one for Planara. It's time to teach the Drenak a lesson or two about war. Drenak Prime and Drenak Homeworld, Fostek, the Drenak Industrial World and Shipyard, and Planara, where the Danraks farmed food, were almost pole to pole. What, what lessons are you referring to? asked Adurka, almost afraid to hear the answer. They think they invented this type of warfare, Samota explained. They didn't. We did, about three thousand years ago, on a world that doesn't exist anymore. What they've been doing is called Blitzkrieg, in the language of the people who first put a name on it. We're going to teach them a new term. Wait, what do you mean, on a world that doesn't exist anymore? Odurka flushed yellow-green. I don't understand. No, you wouldn't. Samota shook his head slowly. We didn't arise on Mars, Sol 4. We came from Earth, Sol 3. Earth is now a radioactive wasteland. We're working to rehabilitate it, but we've got a long way to go. We're about to go teach the Dnok how it got that way and why we're so good at diplomacy. How it got that way? Why are you so good at diplomacy? Those two statements did not mesh in Eredurka's mind. What do those two have to do with each other? We're so very good at diplomacy because we've seen the alternatives. You see, Prime Alpha, we're very, very good at war. We've been doing it for almost all of our history. We even ruined our birth world with something that we're about to go and do and inflict on the Dinark. Nothing else seems to have gotten their attention. Maybe this will... Odoka didn't want to ask the question, but he knew he had to. What, what are you going to do? Samota's eyes seemed to pierce right through him, and chilling feeling. It's called uh, Total War, sir. Samota out. As the trivid image faded, Odoka slumped into his chair. I authorized them to use Total War on the Danak. What have I done? End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.